Hey, everybody. Welcome to Zevo Talks. I am your guest host for today, John Paul or JP Hughes. Um, and today we're going to be talking around all the topics around men's health. It's International Men's Day. Um, and we wanted to bring to the fore some of the, the issues and, and things that come up regularly with men's health. And to do that today, I've brought in Jamie O'Crowley. So how's it um, going? Yeah, <laughs> welcome, Jamie. <laughs> I was just going to keep talking, but uh, <laughs> so me and Jamie are good friends. We're workmates, we're colleagues, um, but we sit on very different spectrums. So I'm on the physical health end and um, looking at things like exercise, nutrition, sleep. Um, and I'll let you, Jamie, explain what kind of side of the fence he sits on. Sure. So my side of the fence is, is from the, the mental and emotional well-being. So like JP said, we've both working for Zevo Health for a couple of years. Um, and my background is that I'm a psychotherapist too. So I can speak uh, to some aspects of that, but mainly what, what really what works for me and I hope that they can be passed on in the correct way. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and I'll just quickly go into my background just so you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, again, I've been here for a couple of years. Um, and before that... I worked in high-performance sport um, and also youth sport and all things around that. So I definitely come at this with the lens of sport and seeing guys and groups and the benefits of those communities um, and, and discussions that happen around those groups and what happens when we start to lose that for a lot of individuals and um, often late 20s 30s 40s and and sometimes we lose those communities and the negative effects of that so um yeah i guess what runs that nicely runs into is why we're sitting here today and, and what are the major challenges around men's health and maybe jamie you could go into a little bit why we are sitting here today i suppose Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, in terms of in terms of mental health, this day definitely serves as a reminder for men to, you know, check in with themselves or to promote some some essence of, of self-valuation um, on how they're, they're currently coping day to day. Now, this is always important to do, but today works all the more so because irrespective of how people react to International Men's Day, whether they think it's good or whether they think it's open to be being slagged or made fun of in a way. I mean, you're going to hear around this time of year that you know, sure is an everyday International Men's Day, you know, and to a point that is, you know, that that is fair. But like I said, irrespective of how we, re- we react to this day, it serves as a reminder for men to check in with how they're doing across, across the spectrum of their lives. There is no doubt that from a mental health standpoint, there has been massive leaps forward um, in terms of normalizing the fact that having an issue or struggling or being in difficulty is okay and can be worked with. There are still plenty of men out there who, who deem any sort of mental health difficulty as being, you know, a sign of weakness or not something which they should be admitting. It's the kind of keep on, keep calm and carry on fridge magnet mentality that can unfortunately perpetuate the silence of speaking about mental health difficulties. And look, even though splitting, uh, splitting people into demographics can be quite a sterile way of engaging um, with a topic like this, because of the title of the day, this can't be helped. And perhaps it's important to do so in order to clarify a few points. So look, JP, you and I are part of a demographic of people who are more likely to die by suicide. And and it's the greatest cause of death for for men under the age of 35. So this is a serious issue. And and behind these rates are the mental and emotional difficulties that can bring about this outcome. So the thousands of people who are struggling 
some of whom are seeking help and some of whom aren't. So quite simply, men struggling with mental health difficulties have not been completely normalized. And to a significant extent, the stigma surrounding mental health difficulties is still quite prevalent. So we can even break this down a bit in terms of, of how physical illnesses are differentiated from mental ones. So if someone came to you and said, look, I have a, a disorder, like a genetic disorder or something like that, you probably wouldn't say, Asher, that's because you're not thinking positive enough and you haven't done enough mindfulness. You just wouldn't say it. Yet there is a belief out there that, that you know, if someone is struggling with a, with a mental health difficulty, it is somehow linked with thoughts of, sure, just get over it. Or look at a positive quote on Instagram or take these pop psychological avenues. An illness is an illness is an illness and it should be treated as such. And look, we're still a, a bit away from that being completely normalized. Once it is, walking through that door of support is much easier. I mean, the, door, the doors are already open. But for a lot of people, the stigma attached is, is too heavy in order to walk through. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I guess the next question that, that kind of starts showing up is, you know, why is this happening? Like, why is there an increased amount of suicides among men? Now, I know you can't throw a blanket and say mm. this is exactly the reason, but is there anything that's, that's really pushing, you know, some of these, these statistics? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it's, it's very hard to put any sort of blanket statement on that. I mean, the people are are struggling and have always struggled with, with, with difficulties. The difference is, be, I think it really comes down to it being normalized and the having that opportunity to seek support without stigma attached um, is something that can really help people, again, walk through that door of support that's already open. Now, look, I mean, we can kind of get philosophically go into what's going on. I mean, obviously, COVID is obviously going to be a big thing. You know, people are, in, are isolated and, and withdrawn a lot more, which can exacerbate things and during this process and myself included i mean there has been exaggerated introspection and magnified feelings that kind of work as a funhouse mirror they don't really give me an accurate accurate representation of what's happening for me internally but they still they're still powerful and they can still perpetuate different lines of thoughts like you know i'm really struggling right now can i get help and then if you marry that with stigma it's going to be you know even more of an issue so you know i think that there's something to be said for I mean, look. Let's just talk. Let's 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 talk generations. I think it's important to bring that in too, because genera- generationally experienced. I mean, from from my own experience, there does seem to be a generational difference between men uh, who choose to seek support or not. So, men from from a particular generation, like say the one directly above us, for example, have grown up in a different set of circumstances and social conditions. The idea of you know being a man was dealing with things silently and you know, and avoiding perceived weakness because to be weak is the worst possible thing in the world, you know? And then we have our generation, you know, which is where mental health for men, it was becoming more normalized yet. We still had influences from the generation above. So it became easier to seek support, but not necessarily easy. And, and, you know, I think that's an important thing to, to, to note. And then of course we had the generation coming up directly below us where mental health has become somewhat changed in a way to a kind of, um, and it's like an umbrella buzzword, in effect. And again, this is just a perspective. But underneath this umbrella, there are many, many new different difficulties that are now being adopted. Um, and look, this is both good and bad. The good side is that people are more willing to seek support and it's becoming more normalized. The bad news is, is that the more choice there is for a difficulty, the more overwhelming it may be. In effect, we might have label, we might label ourselves with something and take on the narrative of that, of that difficulty without really engaging with what is going on for us on a, on, you know, a personal level as a unique person with, with needs. Because labels work in a strange kind of way and, and the labels in and of themselves have rules that can sometimes distract us from what we need and what our feelings may actually be. 
So like I have this thing, I have this label, but I can't feel anything else that's outside of this label, otherwise it's not real. It's that kind of um, somewhat of a trap, you know, in which case there may be an ignoring of other aspects of us, which may, may need to be addressed. I'm sorry, 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 JP, there's no set answer to this, <laughs> but, mm. but, it can, but it can be useful to explore this while keeping, I suppose, the context of the time that we're living in, in mind, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think that the whole COVID situation is a really interesting challenge that mm. a lot of us are facing. And we know that in our communities, loneliness and, and different feelings around so, social connection and lack of social mm. connection are mm. you know, really prevalent at the moment. And I guess from my own personal experience, yeah. like I, I lived after college, I went and moved to New Zealand. And probably mm. my favorite thing about New Zealand was that after work, after five or six o'clock, yeah. there is this whole lifestyle of socially connecting around positive lifestyle mm. and positive like exercise, nutrition, all these sort of things, getting out, playing a sport, going for runs, all these sort of things. And I remember seeing recently in the news where the time saving came from, where they, the, the first ideas of changing the clock well, it came from New Zealand because they really wanted to push giving people more time in the evening to have that social connection, have that time to exercise and enjoy the weather. And I remember when I was coming back home to Ireland, that was my main priority. I knew I was nesting and making a home mm. here, but I really wanted to create that in the evening and the afternoons, create that social circle around me where I could do mm. the things that I wanted to do. And I think that was really helpful for me, for my mental health and for the people sure. around me, the first thing I did when I got home was I started trying to create groups of people that had similar interests and like running, cycling, swimming, all the things that I like to do and create that social circle. Mm. And for me, that's been, been super beneficial. And I just wonder if, if, if there, you know of any kind of research or, or your personal experience, like how that social connection and, and loneliness can, can mm. affect men and if it's any different than, than women. I think, look, I, th I think that ultimately it's not, there's, there's no real difference between, between you know, men and women and for lots of, lots of ways, um, but especially in terms of social interaction. I mean, even if you, there's almost like a badge of honor that's kind of floating around to people that say, well, I'm introverted and this is who I am. I love being alone and I love reading books alone and all this kind of stuff, which yeah. is fair and that's fine. But, but ultimately, irrespective of how introverted you may label yourself or you may deem yourself, we still need social interaction in some way, shape or form. And it's important to kind of re remember that the, the benefits of, of relating to, to other people has huge benefits in terms of how it can decrease your overall felt sense of, sense of stress or increased self-esteem, self-worth, or being attached to something, um, uh, being able to communicate and feel heard by other people. It, it, it's, it's so important in terms of, of how we relate to one another. And I just wanted to, to even just maybe talk about now in terms of COVID, because not even that word relating. I mean, r right now, you and I aren't in the same room, right? So we're doing this through our computers. You know, I'm relating to my laptop to get to your laptop to get to you. So we're already two parts removed. And even though it's really good for, for communication, it might not necessarily be good for, for connecting. Uh -huh. And it's just important to remember that as well, the time, like we might feel that we're engaging in, in, in a way that, that means something, but that we're still a few parts removed and it can have its effects too. Now there are ways around it there. I mean, it's always better to be talking through Zoom hangouts or whatever it is, or, or Google quizzes, what I was going to say, as you can tell, I use a computer very often, but Google, <laughs> Google hangouts and stuff like that. And because we're still getting that, that social interaction, no matter how, how fed up you might be with a Zoom quiz right now, 
it's still something. And there's so, it's so easy to withdraw right now if we're being told that we have to isolate and we're already naturally inclined to being somewhat introverted anyway. We may take on the mantle of withdrawing further and then it gets a little bit hard to bridge the gap. So remembering that these techno strategies are useful as well, you know, um, in terms of trying to keep in, look, a community in real life is always going to be better than an online community, but an online community does serve a purpose and it can remind us that we're not really alone in a sense and also mm. provides the opportunity for people to talk about stuff, saying something out loud, naming a struggle difficulty that you're having rather than having it reverberating around your own head all day, you know, because once I say something out loud, say I'm sitting here with you and I have difficulty, even though this is online, if I'm talking about this, you know, I'm kind of removing myself from the swirls of, of images and conflicting images and one word memories and all this kind of big maelstrom of stuff that's happening in my head. Once I tune back, tune into myself and name something for myself out loud, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to say something to you and I'm going to be like, right, that's a, that's a really good representation of what's happening for me internally. Or I'm going to hear what I say and go, I don't know where that came from. I don't feel that way at all, but it doesn't matter because you're, because you're still, you're still making something tangible. You're moving the energy out into somewhere else where it can be picked up. And, and it's, and I suppose it's again, just to attach to what you're saying about community, there, there, there's something similar happening there. It's someone that's just present to your needs. If you choose to or not, or if you choose to engage that way or not, I honestly, honestly, God can't remember the question that you asked me, but I hope, but I hope, <laughs> but I hope that covered, covered some of it. And again, this is all just a perspective only. It's not, not the, like, there's no, absolutely nothing set in stone. You know, it's just, it's just, uh, we're working with feelings here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the community bit is is probably the most the, the most reverberating, reverberating for me. Mm. That's a difficult word for me there. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it really impacts me the the idea yeah. of community. Um, yeah. And and I think like my personal experience is that a lot of guys mm. they they have that community maybe in school or in college, and and it might be positive or negatively associated with something like drinking or whatever it is but it's still Mm. a community and it might be sport it might be whatever a sewing club i don't know Mm. might be uh, something working on cars but usually we're often in communities a bit earlier in life and as we start to change and evolve through our, our life and we start to you know meet partners and get married and work a lot of these communities seems like they start to detach and, mm. and you know, you, you lose people and you might move to a new city and you don't know as many people and, yeah. and it can be maybe a little bit more difficult to, to create these communities if you're not trying and you're not being active and getting sure. out there and, and doing mm. these things. Um, and that's, and I think my experience is guys sometimes aren't the best at, at texting one each other and, and saying, Hey, <laughs> yeah. let's go, let's go get a coffee, you know, or let's go for a walk and get a coffee. You know, it's, it's just for especially Irish guys. I just don't think it's, it's, mm. you know, we think it's, it's the first thing we, we think of. It's a lot easier if we have a pint or something like that. Mm. But again, we're talking about men's health and, and sure. we're not really wanting to promote these things as well. So it, if you are feeling that, you mm. know, you, you're, you're, you're looking at each weekend and thinking to myself, what am I going to do this weekend? And you literally have nothing <laughs> yeah. on, you know, yeah. you think your highlight of your weekend is going for a walk with the dog. Yeah. Maybe it's time to, to start looking out and, and trying to dip your toes in, in some mm. new communities, because it seems like there is a lot out there, you know, it can, mm. it can, doesn't have to be just exercise. I'm just used to that kind of world, but sure. you know, just texting a friend and say, Hey, let's, let's go for, you know, a very mm. slow and, and hard jog around the town, yeah. you know, three or four K 
and that connection can be can be really important just grabbing a coffee or something after that and um, but the community aspect for me is one that i think many men it, it starts to, to they, they start to lose and i sure. think it's, it's a big part of both physical health mm. because it's it's much easier to you know exercise in groups and you kind of get taken along with the wave of, of positive mm. lifestyle changes but also i think sure. and you'd know more but the mental health side of things you know mm. well I, I i don't know if i'd know more about, about about that at all i think it's a i think it's it's no i'm serious because it is is a very subjective thing and and i do agree with you i think communities are very important and they and again they provide that space from which you can you can work with something with somebody else as opposed to taking on the mantle of how can how, i'm just dealing with stuff on my own um which i suppose again comes back into we're, we're of that we're we're of that generation i suppose like we were talking about before which is mm. we can we, we we know this but there could be still some resistance to it uh based on whatever conditioning we agree we grew up with um so i mean like anything like any way of looking after yourself it probably will and not just probably, it will take an active effort, as you were saying, you know, to, to text someone to meet up. Obviously, distance now. Although text yeah. messaging is always distant, I suppose. But um, <laughs> but, it's, but you know what I mean? If you're meeting up where you're going for those those jogs or, or whatever else, it's it, it, there's an act. It, yeah, it has to be somewhat active. But at the same time, it's almost like, what can you do to to support yourself before you get to that, to, to get to that, that stage? Because it's kind of all well and good on paper to be like, okay, well, if I just, if I just, talk to someone about my problem or if I engage with the community, I know this will make me feel better. But mm. right now it's like, okay, well, and how do I best support myself today in order to build up my resilience enough that allows me then to reach out if I choose. Um, and, and that can be kind of tricky as well. So there's almost, there almost needs yeah. to be like a constant checking in. And again, there's going to be a classic therapist phrase, right? So I'm sorry about it, but also in a, in a very much in a non-judgmental way. It's like, mm. this is how I'm feeling today. I might not feel this way tomorrow, but this is how I'm feeling today. Therefore, what do I need around this feeling today? How do I support myself today? What will work for me today in a safe way? And look, what works for me might not work for you, but that's, 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 that's okay. But the important thing is if it's, if it's something that's active, whether you're reaching out to a community or you're reaching out you know, in some way to yourself, you know, it, it, it's still going to take a little bit of a, a push to do so in the context of the time where everything is uncertain and weird anyway. So it might take a little bit more fire to kind of, to kind of get it done, you know? So, yeah, so I hear you. It's, 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 it's almost, there's a balancing act involved as well. So that, that's, that's super interesting. And I think a lot of people listening, they might attach to that and they might say, okay, how do I go about that self evaluation process? What's mm. the first step? Like, do they just, yeah, just ask themselves, how are they? Or would mm. you recommend, you know, what's what's a really simple and practical way someone can just evaluate sure. how they are? Well, let's look. I mean, the, 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 there's like quite a lot of lads out there that need that, like, uh, toolkits, toolboxes, something that they can attach to in order to get it going. And I, and I fully understand that. So within that mindset, having something, even something simple on your phone, like, you, you know, you can set up reminders on your phone to do something. Now, I'm the least technologically proficient person in the world. And I, and I still figured out to do this on the phone. So it is, if I can do it, anyone can do it. But it is a case of just setting up a reminder for yourself once in the morning, once in the late afternoon, and just simply writing down the words, check in, right? So just check in or check in with yourself. Now, how you do that's up to you. But here's some things that I do that uh, I don't know if it may be of you. So checking in, how am I doing? Uh, how am I feeling? How am I feeling right now? Um, What's my body doing? How have I, have I re-engaged with my body? I spent all day on the screen today. Have I re-engaged with my body to see how I'm doing? Once I start checking in, so I start using self-expression through movements. Can I uh, do some stretches? See how the, maybe the shoulders are a bit tense. Maybe I'm carrying a bit of anxiety in my chest. 
maybe my knee has been jumping up for the last half an hour without me realizing it, you know, can I tune back in and go, okay, what do I need around these feelings? Maybe if I'm feeling anxious, I might be feeling a little bit afraid. Well, if I'm feeling afraid, what do I need? Do I need to feel safe again? How do I do that? So it's that kind of gentle approach there. Um, and I, if we can do that maybe three times a day, it's, it's almost like a skill set because turning that lens inward to check in on how you're doing, it doesn't, no, I've met nobody who wakes up one morning and it's like, right, that's it. I'm totally actualized. I know my, myself back, backwards. It's, it's a constant work in progress. And I take somewhat of a push forward to go, right, how am I feeling? And write maybe either write, you know, I, I find it useful to write it down. Yeah. I, I have like a, oh, this is a podcast I was going to show you. <laughs> this is really, <laughs> you can't hear this, but I have like even just a simple journal for myself, right? So this is what I use every day. And it's not like, you know, dear Jamie, I missed you last night. How's things? Like, it's not, nothing's up. It's simple for me. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's the approach you want to take. But for me, that doesn't necessarily work. But I do write down, my body feels this. I am feeling this. My head's at this place or something like that. And then I just roll it out and leave it and ask myself, what do I need around these feelings? And just check in that way. Mm. And you'd be surprised, the, um, the more often that you do this, you, it, get, it gets easier to do it and you're building up that skill set, but it puts you in a, in, a, in a better position then to naturally think about your needs as opposed to willfully getting, like trudging up the hill to, to find them because you're used mm. to that process within yourself. And also what I find quite useful too is that by physically writing something down, similar to what I was saying about speaking something out loud to somebody and then you're moving, you're, you're, something becomes tangible. Same process for writing something down. Once I use my body to express something onto a page, I'm going to read what I say, and either it's going to be a good physical representation or I'm going to have no idea where it came from, but I'm still using it as an outlet. Uh, and at the same time, it serves as a, as a checking in process. And look, I mean, that's, that's where I would start. I mean, start really simply. Just check in with yourself a couple of times a day, write on your phone on a reminder, check in. Oh yeah, how am I doing? Oh geez, actually, no, I'm feeling like, you know, my back is killing me or something, but even something as simple as that, you're, you're reconnecting with your body because we're spending so much more time at the moment in our heads, navigating, you know, the mm -hmm. matrix in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's a brilliant takeaway for a lot of people and something really practical that mm. even someone like myself who doesn't do that, you know, not, not actively anyway, that can, can start straight away. And I guess then, not looking at yourself as much and, and seeing other people around you. Like mm. we often hear around international men's day and men's health in general, yeah. like communication is such a key, you know, and, and mm. talking to people, you know, how do you help someone, you know, mm. you might, you might not know that if they're struggling or, or you mm. might know that they're struggling, like what's the first and a very simple thing that you can do. And I know this is mm. like, again, something that you can throw a blanket over, but is there any yeah, no, yeah. that someone can use? Well, look, I mean, it can be so, it can be so easy to, to, um, to want techniques or tips and tricks in order to recognize if someone is struggling or not. You know, there are people out there that will show outward signs of being low, but there are many people who are struggling and still be the life of the party, you know? Mm. So uh, it's always going to be up to the individual to take the step towards support, but that doesn't mean that there is nothing we can do if we happen to notice or suspect that, you know, someone isn't, isn't feeling the best. And again, the key thing, I suppose for me anyway, the key thing is just simplicity, you know, um, and showing up to someone's needs if, if appropriate. Mm -hmm. So remembering that asking someone how they're doing can be so incredibly powerful. First of all, it shows support, right? But secondly, it offers the room for the person you have asked to tell you how they are or to avoid answering. This leaves the power with them right? It's, they don't feel put upon. The power is still with them. And all we can do is show up. So if we ask someone how, how, you know, how, how they're doing, we're passing them the ball. 
then it's up to them if they want to run with it or pass it back. And, you know, in many cases, you know, some people have, might not have been asked how they're doing in a long, long time. So it might serve as a springboard to, to even let you in if they choose, you know. And I suppose that would be kind of the, 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 the don't underestimate the power of asking someone how are they. Uh, can be quite useful, you know. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's again, you know, as you say, people are going to show different emotions outwardly. And I think that's yeah. the main thing to, to understand from this. And that just because someone seems super happy on the outside doesn't mm. mean that they're super happy on, on the inside. So just checking yeah. in with everyone. Mm. And I think the, 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 Irish way is, you know, how, how's things? Yeah. Oh, grand. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? And it can be sometimes difficult, you know, to get past mm. that. But yeah, just just do connecting with them and just, yeah, no, how, how are you doing? Um, mm. And how's things been the last couple of weeks? Or, you know, sure. can yeah. be, mm. I, you might not get the, the answer the first or second time, but, mm. but I, I think, as you say, it's probably the onus is on the, the person to help communicate that. that as you can't force anything from anybody. No, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, ultimately, it is, it is down to us if we decide to seek support or not. Um, and being dragged, kicking and screaming into something may in fact have the opposite effect you know like I, I can't advise on the best way to do anything i can advise on how the best thing for me to do but that's all i'm qualified to speak about is what works for me everyone has to find what works for them because we're all different and all complex but you know like i suppose drawing from i mean if, 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 this may be of use i know it may might, might not be but you can you can edit me out if you want <laughs> um but i think it's important here as well is that the the, the best answer that I can give to my about how to even seek support or how to communicate what you need or, or how do you get comfortable enough with, with, with finding it is, I suppose, based on my own experience with seeking support. So I know that about nine or maybe 10, 10 years ago now, um, I was feeling particularly down for quite, quite a long time, you know, and then it, it kind of it, it eventually surfaced to a couple of months of feeling very, very, very low. And look, the reasons for that aren't for here, but, but eventually I realized um and actually from the help of my, my, my partner, by just talking, by able to talk out loud to someone, um, shouldn't try and advise me on anything, but was by talking out loud, it kind of realized that, that, you know, maybe, maybe it's used to, to, to seek out some of the support available. So the first part of call is always the doctor. It's always, always, always the place to go. Um, just to get a checkup and to see if there's any underlying physical reasons for mood change and stuff like that. Then the doctor recommended to me that I see someone and gave me a card for a therapist. Now I only had my, I only had ideas of therapy from like film and, and TV. So I thought it would be someone like, you know, Billy Crystal from Analyze This. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but I thought it'd be like that. Or Analyze staring at me for an hour. Now, luckily it wasn't um, like most therapy isn't, I suppose. But after a year of weekly sessions, I was feeling, feeling be- better than finished the therapy. Then I took some time and eventually revisited therapy, which I attend regularly now. Now I find it useful and, that, and that's all I can really speak to. The more I've been able to relate learn to relate to myself in a kinder way and a more understanding way the better my general outlook has been but it, but it, but it took that initial step of going right i'm finally ready now to get the support that i feel that i need and no one was dragging me into it no one was pushing me into it because like i said if you're pushing to anything you're just going to resist it it's not going to work uh but stepping into that and realizing kind of testing the water is true doctors therapists things like that you'll eventually get to something that's okay this feels okay for me and then, like I said, some people might just never do that, and they might just be happy just doing something completely different, and that's okay too. But it's at the point at which you're you're ready to step into something. Can can be can be hugely hugely useful, you know. Mm. 
Okay, that's uh, thanks for sharing that. And I, I think that really encapsulates a lot of people's story, you know. Um, mm. And I think, like we've we've given people a lot of tools and a lot of resources, and we've discussed a mm. good few points. And maybe it's just a, a good idea to to recap one or two of the things, and you know, just to to give them some takeaways. Mm. I think, as you said, maybe the the first place to start is is that self evaluation. You know, and, yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. So from there, I, I think giving people the people around you, close to you, you know, giving them the opportunity to to, to talk and you mm-hmm. know, just asking the the question that check in, you know, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. is going to be a key tool for a lot of people. Um, and then from my side of things, I think it's important just to to again evaluate what your communities like around you and if some of those communities have, have broken down over the last couple of years and and you're feeling there's a lack of social connection and there's probably a lack of social connection just in general at the moment just to evaluate you know if, is there anything that might be beneficial for mm. you there to dip your toes in you know and for me that was the most positive thing that i've done for, for my mental health and, and talking to a lot of you know friends and family mm. that are in and around my town and it's it's really beneficial just sure. to to make those connections um, and I, it can be difficult to start off with you know mm. if you know, know nobody and you haven't been involved in in some of these communities mm. but um you, you very rarely you'll regret showing up to try something new at least once mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so i don't know if you have anything else to add on to the end of that but well, I think I think for me we we covered that the yeah that idea of checking in and, and community and all that, all the things we talked about. There, there is one thing that I suppose I'm, I'm left with around this, and if there's one thing I mm. can take away even from from uh, if for me it's if you can get into the habit of asking yourself what do I need, not what I should do, not what I shouldn't do, but what do I need? Um, I think that could be very useful, and I can kind of provide a map and a structure to get to the point where you're where you're then can satisfy that need. Obviously, if it's safe. Um, and it's appropriate for you. But what do I need? Maybe what do I need right now? What do I need around <laughs> this particular feeling? You know, because I, I was just thinking yeah. if you say what do I need, sometimes so the answer right now could be what I want COVID to go away. I don't want it to never have existed. It's like, okay, well, how about really, really narrow it down? What do I need right now? What do I need around this feeling? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's such a practical and simple takeaway that anyone can do. And I'm going to try and implement straight away. <laughs> Um, oh, me, me too okay. i had to revisit it myself as well you know it's good to get the reminders because mm. it's good to keep it simple mm-hmm. okay so that nicely wraps up our talk our podcast on men's health for international men's day 2020 so jamie do you have any final words for anybody um no just i think i think we covered all all the all the grounds today just thanks very much for having me again um and it was really good to be able to talk about a lot of this stuff and as candidly as we did you know um i think that the more candid conversations that can be had um the easier it might be to normalize what's going on for for each of us as individuals yeah i think you're definitely right i think there's a there's enough practical advice or people say you know oh you exercise more and and, and you know eat better or on, on on your side of things it might be yeah talk talk more but yeah just to to do that and, and actually, to, to practically start talking candidly about it is, is a great way to start, as you say. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, and that wraps up our episode. Make sure you tune in for our, our next podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye.